from the Financial Times. This is FT News and I'm Jyotsna Singh in Delhi. With growing literacy in India, readership and sales of books have seen a phenomenal surge in the past decade. The thriving books market has also spawned dozens of literature festivals. One of the biggest such events recently in Jaipur, the capital of the desert state of Rajasthan, drew a crowd of half a million people over 5 days. To discuss the undiminished popularity of printed books in India amid a massive digital push by the government, I'm joined by the FT's Victor Mallet, author of a book on the Ganges River, and on the phone line is the FT's columnist in India, Nilanjana S. Roy. Victor, you've been to quite a few literature festivals in India earlier when you were posted in Delhi and now when you're promoting your book, tell us about the phenomenon of literature festivals. They're wonderful events. It's a sort of mixture of a kind of fair and a literary event. You have crowds of people, many young people, intriguingly, and just thronging these halls. I've been to one in Chennai, I've been to one in Bombay, and I've been to the big one in Jaipur recently. And they really are wonderful events. You get incredibly engaged audiences. People buy lots of physical books. The questions that come from the audiences are really usually intelligent, engaged, interested, and it just have this wonderful sense of debate and discussion and people discovering topics that they didn't know about. It's a wonderful experience I think for a writer and indeed as a spectator before I did my own book I used to go to the Jaipur Lit Fest every year and even as a non-writer they're just fantastic events to go to. I think the main thing is that you come across a talk or a discussion on a subject that you didn't necessarily know anything about and you suddenly discover a whole new area of interest in my case that could be science or it could even be something like mathematics i remember one year at jaipur there was a mathematician who was talking about symmetry you know i mean you have these extraordinary things and and they are really worth hearing and i think the indian audiences are extraordinarily enthusiastic and that's very encouraging to see nilanjana only 12% indians could read and write when the country became free from british rule in 1947 today the literacy rate has reached 74.1% this has fueled the books market in india tell us a little bit about india's publishing industry how do you see it evolving in the future In size terms it's probably the sixth largest in the world and the second largest market for books in English just behind the United States. A large part of its growth is coming from educational books and from textbooks. Trade publishing is relatively small, new. It started when Penguin set up shop in India some decades ago and the opportunities for expansion everyone agrees is fairly large. In other words we haven't actually seen the kind of growth that you would expect from a country this size one indication that i find very encouraging is that young people read and uh, in greater numbers than you would expect there's an excitement about books which is also something that you see reflected in literary festivals a lot of this interest and a lot of this readership is not just young but it's coming from small town india and that's an area that some of the larger publishing houses are beginning to sit up and take notice of they're trying to reach out to those readers and they're trying to see what they can do to bridge the gap in a country that has a great deal of book hunger but not that much in the way of bookstores not that much in the way of chains of distribution and warehousing it is intriguing that physical books are still so popular in india despite the digital push by the government tell us why that is so 
popularity of print coexists with a growing understanding of the reach of digital books. I think uh, when you look at regional markets and when you look particularly at what's happening with regional language publishing, which is a very, very large area outside of English language books, you see that there's a very clear openness to the idea of reading on not so much the Kindle as on the smartphone, and there's an openness to reading e-books. Amazon's done pretty well in the sense of launching e-books in five different regional languages, Hindi, Tamil, Marathi, Gujarati, and Malayalam, and they've said that their sales have been encouraging. But what we're seeing is that the appetite for print doesn't actually diminish. Elsewhere in the world, there was a surge in the interest that readers had in books on the Kindle, and then there was a return to print. In India, I suspect that this is going to rise in parallel. Digital books will reach a market that hasn't been fueled by physical books. As I'd said before, the absence of big bookstores, the absence of easy ways in which to order books and get them at home, the absence of libraries fuels that. So if you like digital books, plugs that gap. But there's an appetite for tactile reading, you know. A lot of what Indians read when it's not in book form is newspapers, it's the old almanacs, it's little magazines, pamphlets. We're used to holding things in our hand, we're used to the solidity of print and we're not going to give that up that easily. Victor, you and I did a video story for the FT two years ago and we came across some interesting comments from young people about e-books. Tell us about that. Yeah, that was interesting. This was a couple of years ago in Jaipur at the big uh, Lit Fest. And to my surprise, some of the young people we interviewed said they weren't that keen on reading books on smartphones or even in ebook formats. One of them was actually a student. I think he was about 18 or 19. And he said, oh, my dad has a Kindle, but I don't go with that. I've only ever read one ebook and I really like this physical paper stuff. So it's not completely clear that young people are more interested in ebooks than the older generation. In fact, it could almost be the other way around. Nilanjana, do you think literature festivals help in promoting the culture of reading and writing? What you can see from them, and particularly from the proliferation of festivals across India in the small towns as well as the metros, is that there's a tremendous enthusiasm, a tremendous curiosity, a book hunger that... Uh, isn't being fed entirely. And this holds true for writers outside of English as much as it does for the better-known names in English. Having said that, I don't think literary festivals can be the entire solution. They certainly don't replace things like grants for writers. Writers need time and space and residencies. And we don't have an institutional answer to that. Nor do they take the place of public libraries. That network has been eroding across India and we haven't really managed to replace the libraries that had closed down. So they can't be all of the culture. And at this point, it's a strange phenomenon. You have literary festivals almost standing in for the rest of the literary culture that should be there. They're great fun. And I think for writers, they give them a platform where they can meet other writers and listen to other writers and readers as well. But they're not the entire answer, and we need to be aware of that. Victor, what is your assessment of India's books market as a writer? It's early days yet for me as a writer. I think it's a very vigorous book market. One of the possible downsides is that it's quite fragmented. Now, obviously, there's nothing wrong with having lots of small 
bookshops but some of the publishers occasionally complain when you ask them why your book isn't in a particular shop they'll say oh well so-and-so hasn't paid his bills for the last year and of course it's going through similar upheavals to the publishing industry elsewhere people are trying new formats although actually the evidence I think shows so far that Indians apparently like people in the west are still very much attached to physical paper books. Thanks Victor and Nilanjana Thanks for listening. This is Jyotsna Singh in Delhi saying goodbye for now. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the US, Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals no matter how complex real wealth requires real solutions connect with a wealth advisor today at corient.com that's corient.com the latest episode of the next 5 podcast is all about ai and the business travel sector i speak to tim lebel head of product for sap concur spend solutions we'll have so much data that our travel will be safer shelly fletcher bryant vp of advito ai can certainly contribute to more eco-friendly travel practices and author and public speaker theo lau ai can help us predict when it will be a peak travel more delays cancelled flights listen to the full episode of the next 5 wherever you get your podcasts enjoy